people realize or understand that because it's not something that we've really marketed or advertised, but you and I both, and I think maybe we share this now, it's important, that you and I both went through coaching training to be life coaches. We did, and we Mm -hmm. have been coaching people for years in different types of coaching arrangements beginning with social media and ending with like life balance yeah life stuff so moving forward in the future what do you see as far as you wanting to coach more of and i'd like to talk about this so we can let people know that we do offer it and if they feel like we're talking about them Mm-hmm. that they could reach out and we could establish a formal coaching agreement with them. Well, you know that over all of these years, and I've been at this pool stuff for 30-some years, my entire, virtually my entire adult life. And what I've come to realize is that there's a lot of room for someone to help coach. And where my passion lies is not so much in the business coaching in the the finance and the dollars and the strategic moves and strategic planning. My passion has always been in the the personal, helping people get beyond where they're at emotionally, physically, spiritually, to do better, to be more, to have more. And what I've come to realize and why I know my motivation, while we had been in a coaching role for a long, long time, I know that my motivation to get, quote-unquote, trained as a coach was in in direct response to understanding how many people need someone. And they need someone to bounce ideas off of, to make sure that they're making the right moves. Because in the dynamic of 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 a business, it's not so easy for the owner... As an example, the owner, it could be anyone in the organization, but it's not so easy for the owner who's having new ideas to be able to openly share them with their team, with their executive team, with their even their partners and whoever or their employees involved. And that's always been a place that I've been passionate about is kind of being that sounding board, listening and helping people come to new levels in their thinking and in their ideas. And I know with as many people as we're exposed to and as many business owners that we talk to and as many people have asked us to help them through that, I know that that's where my heart lies and the future lies for me, is helping people to figure the rest of it out uh, I mean, there's two sides of it. There's the guy that's become tremendously successful and he's shifting into that second half phase of his life where you're going from success to significance and helping him understand that. Because in that comes transitioning out of the business and, and all of that stuff. And there's a, a big worry and fear in there. But then what's really interesting is we found out more recently there's this this whole other segment of second career people going into the pool business, we're, we're not seeing a trend of young individuals starting pool companies. 
we're seeing a trend of middle-aged men starting second career businesses. And that also is an amazing place for us because those are people who have been through careers and they're looking for this as a way to fade off into the horizon, but also be really successful at it. And more importantly, feel really good about it. And that's where I know my place is, is to help them find that and feel good about what they're doing. So I already know the answer to this question, and I know that you already have relationships coaching a number of people that are in that position. If somebody new is listening to this and they think that they might want a coaching relationship with you, can you just explain what that would look like? So somebody says, wow, it sounds like he's talking about me. I could really benefit from a regular relationship with Al where he could coach and mentor me through some of these pieces. What What does that look like? What could he expect? Or he or she, what could they expect? So here's what I see it to be. The traditional model, which isn't really where I'm going, the traditional model of life coaching, and let's call it life coaching, although it's it's kind of broader than that. But if you look at the, the current life coaching model, it's this once a month phone call with between coach and client to discuss these things. And while I think at some levels that's okay, I would prefer to be deeper into it. And to me, what a light, what a coach for me, what I see being a coach is being available. And it's probably a once a week phone call interaction. If we can meet and get together, that's great. But if not, if nothing else, to have somebody that you know that's going to hold you accountable for the things that you say you're going to do. It's going to help you work through the issues that you have in their life, in your life as you're building a tremendous business or you're figuring out whatever it is you're doing. To me, I need that relationship to be more than once a month. But I do know that the predominant number of life coaches out there are doing this one hour month once a month you pay a fee and of course if you get in a desperate situation you call your coach but it's really let's only talk once a month i think it needs to be more intimate than that i think it needs to be once a week if there's like specifically stressful things going on even more often than that but a once a week check-in to help people maneuver through things because there's there's power in having a coach because we're so in it and everything we're doing, there's power in having someone who's got your back, who's invested in you, but they're not invested in the drama of you. They're invested in the solutions that you need to create. And someone looking for that, for me, what they would be getting if we came to a coaching agreement would be an ear and an unbiased, with respect to their business, an unbiased solution or answer to the best ability that I have to see it. And again, I'm 30 some years into the pool business. It's not new to me. I've been through the ups and downs of all of it. And I bring kind of a a unique perspective because I'm in the industry. And I think that my preference would be to work with people in the industry. Again, we do get requests for people outside of pool business 
looking for some coaching. And to me, my heart is in this. My experience is in this. If someone came to me from another business, another industry, that's fine. But I'm going to always relate it to something with pools. So if I'm going to do that, I would rather work with pool individuals that are looking to become better human beings, that are looking to take their business to another level, that are looking to expand the culture of the company because you, the only way that a small business person can really expand the culture of their company is to expand their own consciousness, their own self, who they are as a man or a woman, who they want to be and then strive to get there. And the net result of that is they change the culture of the company. And so that's really the sweet spot is small business. I'm not looking to... There, there's Our industry is pretty much small business. There's not too many really big, big companies. There's a few probably... That's not going to be the sweet spot. It's going to be the individual running their own business with up to 10, 15, 20 employees typically, which is about where the average pool company ends up. Somewhere in there is a sweet spot, but it's really the person that wants to grow and, and feels a need to des- and a desire to be more, to find a reason to continue to do this. And it's not just money. And while money has its own gratification and its own thing. It goes beyond money. So I hope that answers the question that you had, but that's, uh, that's who I see the client to be. And at that point, it's just a matter of figuring out something that works for both of us. So you and I have coached people separately and we have coached people together. So one of the benefits that people have if they decide, I'm a pool person, I really would like to be coached by Al. In the event that you guys get into topics that are more business related, I would say that is where you would probably have me help as well in terms of your great life development philosophy, where do you want to go with the business, some of those kind of like nuts and bolts types of things we've been through as a company and you're a certified life coach and business coach. I'm a certified life coach and business coach and we definitely have different areas of expertise. So I know that's one of the things that working with clients in the past, you and I have both really been able to um, utilize is bringing each other in on the conversation. So how do you see moving forward? I know that we're broadening the audience that we're able to bring coaching to, and we're talking about it a little bit more in those terms. So what are some of the benefits of having you as the regular kind of weekly um, touchstone and then kind of some of the other maybe special things as they come up? What does that look like for people? Well, here's the secret the secret sauce behind our company and behind who we've become as human beings. The true secret sauce is you. And that's something, again, we don't talk about nearly as much as we should because while I've been in the quote-unquote limelight because I became the figurehead of this whole thing, the engine and the power behind it is not me. The I'm the life coach guy. I'm the philosophy guy for sure. And the 
some of the in the field stuff, but a benefit that is beyond anything. You can't even put, I don't think that I could even put a dollar value on what you bring to our coaching experience. And we've fortunately, and there, there's several levels to this and I'll try to, I'll try to break them all down. But fortunately we've been able to be in that coaching role for quite some time now. But there's, there's several aspects of this that I think are really powerful and really matter. Number one, you and I have a dynamic and it's a dynamic duo that's unlike anything you find anywhere else because there's, there's the, the husband and wife spouse dynamic that sometimes works in business. There's, and, and, and that usually has all kinds of limitations because of the dynamics of a relationship Two men in partnership together, two women in partnership together certainly bring a certain dynamic and that's the expected business partnership. But what we've found by putting a man and a woman in a partnership together is truly monumentally spectacular. I do think that it does not work very often for all kinds of reasons. But you and I somehow, synergy, whatever it is, has allowed us to work together in a really powerful and amazing way. And we hear that all the time that, you know, even even to the, the joking point of how many people have called us uh, Salandi or, you know, like, like there, there were two put together. And when you take that power... And you can apply two very different approaches to life because while you and I are similar, you and I are very different human beings. We have very different personalities and we view life in a very different way, but we've never let that get in the way of us communicating with each other. It enhances it. And whether it is us us teaching a class to a group of people from stage or if it's a coaching people we've been able to complement each other there's in a bit a of a really seamless super way yes and i think that's extremely unusual it's not normal what most people would see as a normal thing and you're absolutely right how many times have we taught programs where people and i i think of I, I'm i'm off topic but not really because i want to get back to where i started with this but i think of one particular case where we taught a program together and sitting in the audience and I won't use his name. Uh, well, are you talking about Fred Pryor? I am. I'm sit we're, yeah. we have a gentleman by the name of Fred Pryor in the audience. And if you understand who Fred Pryor is, he built the largest biggest, yeah. By far the largest motivational slash whatever speaking coaching, career coaching career speaking in the country ever i mean massive in massive massive guy in north america this guy had a massively huge speaking career and he was in our audience he was in our audience wow. and his comments after i think is what floored me more than anything else i had this surreal Agreed. surreal moment i spent some time with him around a bonfire which was really cool 
this huge bonfire as sparks are flying over the head of everybody and and most people ran away and and here's me and Fred sitting on a on a park bench with these sparkles flying over our heads and we got to having this conversation and he said from his perspective that our presentation together flowed so magically that there was just a sense of of one slid right into the other. It was like a dance. It was like a dance. That that those were the words he used. Yeah. And coming from Fred Pryor. Coming from Fred Pryor, like huge we're talking this praise. Is, this is massive. I mean And that was whoa. years this and was, years and years ago. It was. And that yeah. was that was in our early days of honing our craft. So, Although, so here's that. Let me jump in there. That is spectacular because we to this day have people saying they would love to be able to present the way that you and I present because one of us will have a thought and then we will stop talking and the other person jumps right in as if we plan it ahead of time. Although we don't typically plan it, Mm -hmm. we just know what we want to say and we know that the other one of us will pick up when one of us stops. Well, we've always had each other's back. And when we went into a presentation like that, while we never pre-planned a, a presentation. Anything. <laughs> and in in this weird sort of way, I'm this old school concrete pool guy, whatever. And yet we traveled all over the country presenting to all different types of audiences. We somehow had that ability, and I know why. But we had that ability to be able to flow and, and, and flow together. And, and it's really simple, but not simple at all. So you're going to tell me why? Why do you think we had that? Um, I, I think we had, we always had a, a common goal in mind that we all, that we wanted to share in the best day, the way that we could and help people in the best way that we possibly could. And by doing that, we gave the best of us, which by each wanting to give the best of us, gave the best of us in combination. Uh, I don't think that we could have created the pause so that then I could speak and say 12 words and then you could speak. Instead, what we did learn, kind of behind the scenes, was we learned that if we each spoke in fairly short segments one to two minutes the other person would always have a thought to add to it but we never planned that we never that's planned it. just no, no, what no. happened we didn't plan it but i think i think we understood that enough because in any one of those cases had you gone on for 10 minutes which could have happened and probably did happen i would have have had 47 thoughts to try to add once you stopped talking and i would never have gotten them out but I think we kind of just learned with each other's style that if we talked in fairly short snippets, and, and of course some of them had to draw on to tell a story, but if we talked in fairly short snippets, we knew that we could slow our voice down and the next person's voice could pick up. So there's certainly a dance to that. So that's something that you can't even put a price tag on as to what people get. But here's something I think that's equally important if not more important than that because we have the dynamic of a man and a woman in a world where 
it's not supposed to be that way for whatever reason. It's just kind of weird. There's a masculine energy and there's a feminine energy. And there's a female view of things. And I'm not saying I have masculine energy and you have feminine energy because quite often it could be quite flipped. I could bring an I could bring an awful lot of the feminine energy to a conversation and you could bring the masculine. I'm not saying that like I'm the man and you're the woman at all. It's almost reversed most of the time. But the dynamic of a man and a woman, their worldview, our worldview, while it's has commonalities, if you laser focus, the focus is the same, but the fringes around all of it is very different. And it's in the fringes around stuff where you really learn to be who you are. Very few of us learn from the the thing directly in front of us. Most of us learn from everything else that happens, that guides us in that direction. And having you where where there's things that I can guide and teach and help people with, you bring a whole different energy to it. And so it gets to that uh, a completely different view. Because I'll tell you, if if it's two guys... Say, me and Mo, let's say. Mo is a, a childhood friend of mine. He and I are very similar. And where two are of, of like thinking one's not necessary, that's almost something where you could look at Mo and I and say there's two of you that are similar enough that one's not necessary. However, where you and I crisscross in all of this it brings a whole different dynamic. And we hear that all the time. I don't know how many hundreds of times I've heard someone say, I wish I had a Sandy. If only I had a Sandy. If only I had a... They never say, if only I had an L. They always say, if only I had a Sandy. And that's that's a powerful thing that we can't even quantify the value of that. So you and I have both had coaches in our business development. What does that mean to you in terms of creating more success in life and in business? What's really interesting about a coaching relationship, and I think there's a a, a misnomer about this, a coach is never or should never be hired to solve your problems or solve your challenges or solve the thing that you're going through. What a coach does, a good coach does, is they help help you identify what needs to get fixed and guides you towards fixing it. You know, there's people oftentimes that will hire a coach thinking, well, the coach is going to give me everything I need to do to fix something. No, a good coach, if you want it to last... A good coach helps you get your thoughts straight, get your ideas together, helps you create the solution to solve the problem. Because the coach's job is to position you to win always, not just that one time. If the coach just fixes the problem for you, you never learn from it. But if a coach guides you to the process to solve a problem... That's what being a good coach is. And I think there's that sometimes people think, well, I'm going to hire a business coach 
that's going to solve this for me and all of a sudden I'm going to spend this money and have the answers. And while you would hope that's to be the case, that's and not really what it's designed for. You feel might feel that way. You might. Because the reason to hire a coach is when you're not quite sure how to get there by yourself. Right. Well, that's the sounding board part is you don't know how to get there. The coach's job is not to tell you how to get there, but to help you discover how to get there. Because if I can help you discover how to get there, the next time you face something, you now have a process by which to help discover how to get there again. And while coaches, you could have a coach for life, or you could have a coach for just a period of time to get through something. Neither one is right or wrong. But the coach's job is never to solve it for you. It's to help you solve it yourself, to give you the skills so that when it happens, something similar happens, you have the means to solve it. So that you can ask the right questions to find the right answers when you need them. So we we collectively and individually have a lot of coaching success stories that we could talk about. So... From your perspective, what is one of our kind of coaching successes that you would like to share? Because it really kind of speaks to this whole process. I have a ton that come to mind, but I want to know which one might stand out to you. There are countless numbers of examples of helping people arrive at their own so if you could answer. kind of pick one and let's profile from the beginning of our relationship with them to where we find them today. Because, you know, I think maybe unlike other coaching relationships as well, once we, I or Al, invest in someone or invest in you, we are committed to you for the long for haul. The long haul. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. we have so many people that we've started to walk alongside a long time ago that are still present in our lives today mm-hmm. because like you don't go away, you're still with us. So yeah. I, you know, I I I can think specifically in the pool industry, I can think of at least a dozen, if not more, pool people that I've helped to strive for that next that next level to and, and I don't so want to be names one, but no like you don't name them by name but okay. well let's talk about the one who We've hired them to come alongside us on many of our jobs and help us with certain aspects of things. And this is from like a company owner to the people that work with him and have come support us on our jobs. And I know many instances where the maybe employee has said, oh, I love what you're doing. If only we as a company would be in a position to do the same thing. So tell me about some of those examples. Okay. So there's many different examples like that. But I I think where you're getting with this one is this individual, while building a business of his own, 
kind of struggled with an identity crisis. Well, what part of I do I really like to do? What part do I really want to do? And my goal was to help him understand from a business perspective how to do things differently. And this got this got quite a bit into some of the business coaching part, which I don't I don't particularly consider myself a business coach, but I certainly have a lot of business experience and I shared with him numbers and showed him how different my approach to the same thing that he was working on, how it could be financially very different and how he could limit the number of clients by raising the price, not even necessarily significantly, but but enough to make up the difference. And that worked wonders for his business. Uh, there's, um, I, you know, again, there's all kinds of specific examples of how we've done things and how we've helped people to understand their client so they're not getting into the bad deal versus getting into the good deal. And this is something, this is the single most important thing to understand from our perspective. The single most important. So this took me years and years and years of beating my head against a wall to understand. And it is so simple, but incredibly powerful. And then getting here is not always the easiest, easiest but once you hear this, you, you can't unhear it. If you're a really good pool company or any industry, but we're talking pool specifically, if you work really hard to be a good company and you spend your time being a good company and yet you're not sure how to connect yourself with a good customer. If you're a great company and you have a bad customer, that's a fail. It's not going to work very well. On the flip side, if you're a really crappy customer comp company, and you have a great client, it's still not going to work very well. Or even worst case scenario, if you're a really crappy company and you deal with a really crappy customer, it is a guaranteed disaster going to happen. There's only one other scenario here. So 75% of them already are not going to work the way you want them to. But where I've been able to help people understand and help them get there is if you can be a great company and to be a great company takes some work it takes culture within the company it takes great leadership it takes great vision it takes understanding who you are and what you want being a good company takes time and effort but if you can match a great company with a great customer that is magic any other scenario, 75% of the choices, three out of the four of them are not a good equation. That's the only good one. But it requires both the company to be really good and it requires the customer to be really good. And that's something that we in the business world don't ever talk about the customer. It's never the customer's fault. It's always the company's fault. I call bullshit on that. 
it's a 50-50 thing. If you're a great customer and you hire a crappy company, you're going to have a problem. But if you're a great customer and you hire a great company, it's magic. Finding that sweet spot is so important. And that's what I love to do. I mean, that's the place for me is to get people out of their own heads, get them out of thinking they have to take every customer because the phone rang and and they just got to scale up and be bigger and do more. And, you know, I just don't agree with that. I'm not opposed to a company growing. I'm not opposed to people making more money. But I am opposed to growth at all cost because that just ends up being a recipe for disaster. So those people that can understand it, and that's something that very few people in our industry ever figure out, very few people ever figure that out, that if they could be a great company and only work for great customers, that magic will happen every day. And that's fortunately something that uh, we figured out and have been able to implement.